Hi, this is Unique. Welcome to the Career Hacker mini-series. These are really short episodes that get straight to the point and tackle real-world challenges among career hackers. The objective is to get the most important advice you need in less than 10 minutes. And in this episode, we're taking a bite out of the secrets of career hackers. These are the principles, tips, and strategies that defines a career hacker and sets them completely apart from other top candidates. This is for anyone at any level looking to get the edge, the mindset, and the insights to have an amazing and fulfilling career. As a heads up, we're crunching a lot in 10 minutes, so for those who would like to get more details or simply see a visual, we created a mini guide. Just click on the link in the show notes for you to download the guide. Clock's ticking, let's get started. All right, now we're gonna talk about the 11 secrets of a career hacker. These are basically the principles, these are the inside scoops, right? Those insights that they know that really sets them apart. And so here we go, 11 secrets. Secret number one is dare to dream big. I think one of the biggest thing here is that you really wanna make sure you have a vision that is scary, but also exciting at the same time. That's gonna be the right balance to really make sure that this is an opportunity you really wanna go into. The second thing is that uh, career hackers, they don't apply to jobs. They know that if they apply to job, there's going to be, you know, over 300 people who would have applied as well for that same job. There's absolutely no way the recruiter is going to be able to get through all of them. And at the same time, most most of the time, the recruiter is typically going after three or four different jobs at the same time. So that could be, you know, 900, 1200 different applications they have to go through. They will absolutely not be happening. So they do not apply to jobs because they know they need to find a different way to get in front of the right person, bypass the entire system, the recruiter, everyone, so that they get in front of the right person. The third uh, secret is that they don't reinvent the wheel. Uh, one of the biggest Thing of a career hacker is that you know the career hacker knows um, that uh, someone has already done it. Someone in, in some industry, in some fashion, in some country, whatever it is, they've done this specific goal or pivot you're looking to do. Uh, so they go out there, they find the person, they ask for advice, and there you go. The fourth secret is that they don't do it alone. Now, one of the big things is that usually job seekers will go out there and just apply and wait, and that's usually not at all how a career hacker operates. They usually will leverage third-party networks like uh, third-party recruiters. They will usually leverage as well LinkedIn as well, your professional network. There's a lot of things that they will do to just make sure they're not going at it alone. Uh, there are other folks that are bringing opportunities uh, to them. and course we'll go into some of these in the other episodes but this right here really gives you some understanding of, of how they think the next secret is that they don't ask for the job they ask for advice now that's one of the biggest mistakes I see a lot of people do they go out there they ask uh, you know for, for a job you know they know hey, are you recruiting or you hiring whatever it is and that's usually the wrong approach you just you really want to ask about advice and that's you know the approach that I took that a lot of people took uh, when I went from sales into marketing and and, and and broke into product marketing in Silicon Valley at LinkedIn I mean, I reached out to one of the senior directors of product marketing at the company and literally asked for advice on basically my story and, and, and what I was looking to do, how I was looking to pivot. And I had seen his story and what he did. Uh, and so you were asking for advice so you can build our relationship. Secret number six is that they don't come to participate to that interview. They come to win. See, I know it's self-explanatory and, and usually it goes without saying, but uh, most of the times, especially when I'm across, you know, from from candidates who are interviewing, most of the times I feel like they're just going with emotions. They're just kind of participating uh, and that's not going to work at all. I mean, if you listen, there's going to be a lot of other top candidates with different profiles and some are going to come from consulting, some are going to come from big companies, some are going to come from small companies, whatever it is. I mean, like you really need to come in here to compete. You need to see this as a championship title of the, of the you know, the last few rounds, right? And, and the objective is, is to win the race. 
race. Like there is no second place. It's like you either get the job or you don't. Uh, and I feel like some people don't really come with that level of intensity and energy. The second thing is that they level up. When we're looking at uh, tip number seven is that they, they level up. They're always like learning just in time. They're reading books. They're, you know, taking courses online with LinkedIn Learning or Udemy or Coursera, whatever it is. But they're always like continuing to engage and learn so that they can improve. And that's going to be very important. That's also one of the ways that I learned that job at LinkedIn, by the way, is because when I was interviewing, there was a business case that I had to do in front of the senior director and another global director. And it was about, you know, how basically to reaccelerate growth at LinkedIn because they had, they had been going through, you know, so many different, you know, competitors and so many changes and so on. Like indeed, all those folks were coming in. And uh, and at the time I was reading a book called Hacking Growth, which is all about like the loop that we need to be doing for a company. You know, there's the acquisition phase, there's the, the onboarding phase, there's like this loop that happens. And so one of the things that I had noticed with the, you know, Talent Solutions business is that at LinkedIn was that they only focused on the, the acquisition uh, piece. They never actually focused on the onboarding and the, the ongoing engagement and training. Uh, and so I basically laid out the entire roadmap, uh, which was exactly their roadmap for the pat for the next two years. I said, hey, you're stopping only at this level. You need to be going to this next thing where you're, you know, you're, you're actually activating them with training, formations, all these different things. And then later on, they acquired LinkedIn Learning. So you know what I mean? It was really interesting that that just-in-time learning helped me out for the interview. And I absolutely killed that business case. The eighth secret here is that they ask for what they want. You know, if you're in an interview, if you don't ask for that specific, you know, salary range, if you don't ask for that specific, you want to work, you know, uh, one week home because, you know, you have a baby, whatever it is, if you don't ask for it, like a sign-on package, if is that on the offer, bonus, annual bonus, like if you don't ask for it, you won't get it. And so that's one of the things that's really important is that they know what they want and they ask for it. That's also when I was back in sales and I was getting into, you know, different jobs and I I was actually asked, would it be possible to actually get a an annual bonus based on the experience that I'm bringing in or whatever it is or sign-on bonus. Um, and it's a conversation that starts, right? If you don't ask, they don't know. That's actually one of the easy ways where I've been able to increase my overall compensation package just by asking. The ninth uh, secret here is that uh, they don't focus on uh, outputs. They focus on inputs. So a lot of times you're like, oh man, you know, I'm going through all the interview rounds and I just don't have the, you know, uh, the, you know, a job or I'm not getting any interviews or I'm not, whatever it is. But, uh, you know, that's kind of like the output. The input is, you know, how many people have you reached out to? How many coffees have you been having? How many conversations where you're asking for, you know, for a referral? And so if, if you don't actually focus on the input, which is basically what you are in control of, uh, you're going to be in a lot of trouble because you're always going to be focusing on things that are completely out of your control. And so really career hackers, they focus on the inputs and not on the outputs. The 10th secret is that they know what they're worth. You know, they know what they're worth. And that's one of the biggest thing is, um, you know, you want to be able to to push back when, you know, an offer is way too small. It's like, it just doesn't make sense. You know, I'm also interviewing with another company here. Here's their package. It's obviously, you know, about 20% a bit higher than what you are. You know, I'm not expecting you to be able to get to that same 20%. But, you know, if you would all maybe meet me somewhere in the middle, you know, that would really show, you know, the level of value that you also see in me. Um, and based on my experience, I really want to be able to, to provide, you know, value to your company. I, I'm in line with your mission. You're all these different things right so there's different ways of being able to to leverage it but the point is that like they know what they want and they don't back down obviously in a polite way and so make sure you research you know that that information before you uh, you share it and then the last one is that they do not stay in an environment that they've outgrown so a lot of people like they've been at the job for three four or five years they they know the job inside out and they're still staying here for some reason they're kind of scared or making the next move career hackers are not scared i mean 
or even if they are scared, they push through the fear. They do it anyways because they know that the biggest risk is staying comfortable and staying in an environment where you're not growing. And so they are really, really focused on, hey, when you've accomplished your mission, when you've been here for three, for four years or whatever it is, could have been two years. Uh, but you know you've, you've given all you've got and you've learned all you've got, then it's, you know, it's logical to move to the next round, to the next opportunity. So there you go. Those are the 11 secrets and see you in the next one. My name is Yannick Podar and I'm a career hacker. I'm part of an underground group of business professionals who want to sit at the table against all odds. We don't rely on blindly sending job applications to get a foot in the door and we don't waste hours trying to write the perfect resume either. In fact, our actions are the exact opposite because we know we have the skills to deliver. Because we're fighting against kids from elite networks, people with literally unlimited resources, we have to do things differently, we have to do things smarter. We don't have time to wait for applications to make it to the top of the pile. Every job we land is earned. We find ways to bypass the entire system, get in front of the right people, and win head-to-head against those who were given everything. So how do we do that? If you talk to career advisors or in-house recruiters, they tell you what we're doing is impossible. One recruiter at LinkedIn even said, you would have never gotten to my radar. Yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through the art and science that we call career hacking. This is the Career Hacker Secrets Podcast, and we are career hackers. And we-